Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. Today on the Ether, into the Yumiverse with Oho Network. Ojo? Oho. Okay. Oho Network. Let's take a listen. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in uh, to another episode of Into the Yumiverse. Uh, we've got our special guest, Waz, who's usually our co-host, uh, but today he's going to be our guest. He's going to talk about Oho Network, which is Really exciting, um, sort of like a generalized Oracle um, and price feed solution for the cosmos. Um, you're going to be able to you know, get price feeds for all the assets that typically aren't supported. Um, it, we've seen with wait times from Chainlink and with various other Oracle providers, there's been a lot or there's been a lack of uh, focus on the cosmos ecosystem for Oracles. And OHO fixes that, plain and simple. Um, before we get into that, though, why don't we go ahead and go through some UMI updates. So right now we're readying a release that includes um, some of our uh, maintenance with Gravity Bridge. Um, for anyone that's been out of the loop, we are sunsetting our Get Gravity Bridge in, uh, implementation. Uh, we're moving in favor of using actual UMI token bridging, but we're also open to integrating with Gravity Bridge's you know, main uh, chain as a provider for assets as well. This is not to say that we're not going to be working with Gravity Bridge or at, at all. It's just to say that, you know, UMI is focused on leverage first and foremost and making the most robust leverage platform out there, especially in an app chain context. And running a bridge is kind of like in conflict with that. It takes time. It's not like a, you know, a huge maintenance piece, but it's something that we have to worry about. And that takes away from that leverage vision. So let the bridge operators operate bridges. Let us focus on leverage is what kind of the philosophy is on that. That will be sunsetting in the coming weeks. So if you have any assets that are bridged with the Gravity Bridge on UMI, uh, just make sure you get those back onto the native chain uh, in time to uh, use them for regular activities, but also to use them uh, with the Axlar Bridge. Um, that's the major update that's coming out soon. We also have our incentives module underway. Um, so people are going to be able to incentivize different tokens. I know for folks like uh, Quicksilver and uh, Persistence who are, you know, trying to gain a footing in that liquid staking uh, arena, that's going to be big for them. They're going to be able to incentivize usage. Uh, lending is kind of the best use case for a liquid staking derivative. Uh, when you talk about lack of impermanent loss, you get your entire staking yield 100%, and you can use that capital, free it up by borrowing some USDC, chasing yield with that, borrowing other tokens to do like leverage staking, all kinds of really cool strategies that are possible with UMI um, that aren't really possible with other uh, other uh, chains in the ecosystem or other protocols. So really excited for that. We're also working on some really exciting things with UMI 2.0. So a lot of the focus to this point has been on our platform itself, making the best, most robust, and most secure lending platform out there. Um, right now, what we're focused on is making sure that trickles down value to the token. And so you're going to be seeing a lot of conversations with UMI regarding real yield. Uh, you're going to see some burn mechanisms that are going to be discussed. And you're going to see a lot of different avenues that we can basically provide value to the token. Um, whereas right now we, we've just been focused on getting the best, uh, lending platform. We want to make sure the token follows suit with that. Um, especially as we gear up for things like incentives, um, whether we want to incentivize more leverage staking, whether we want to incentivize stable coins, a strong UMI token is important for that. And that's going to be a huge focus for us, um, with UMI 2.0. And along with that, um, we had a very interesting conversation with Thyborg today, um, from informal. 
if you guys are familiar with them, they've been kind of leading the charge with in the Atom Economic Zone. And so Little Alpha Leak, uh, we are starting the process to add UMI to the Atom Economic Zone. So we've been having conversations of what it would take, what the expectations of us are, and what the expectations that we would have for the Atom Economic Zone in return for that. And uh, it, it seems like a beautiful partnership that can be had. There's a lot of sort of synergies between what they're building and what we want to build um, with things like cross-chain, you know, liquidations and maybe even like a flash loan technology that really you need a deep economic partnership in order to do that sort of thing. You see a lot of the ecosystem, people talk about the drama, people talk about, you know, the fighting, the governance proposals that get a lot of drama as well. Lumi doesn't really have that. And we want to continue that legacy by joining up with other chains, creating the biggest alliances. You know, we'll probably do mesh security as well with Osmosis um, in a later iteration because they're actually backwards compatible, or at, at least the plan is that they'll be compatible with each other. So we want to form the largest alliance we can um, so that we can bring value to the users and the community members and the holders of the UMI token as well. So huge things coming your way, not even mentioning the ME tokens because that is underway as well. Um, and we'll be getting out some information probably next week on sort of the design of the ME tokens, what you can do with them, um, and all of the different strategies that they unlock. Because what we're looking at is diversification with liquid staking derivatives, um, diversification with Cosmos native stable coins, and really a big preparation for native USDC. Um, Noble Chain is doing a great job in sort of launching that effort. We want to make sure that UMI is fully prepared to take advantage of that and that our users are able to take advantage of it as well. Using USDC without the threat of bridging is, is huge. So we want to focus on that um, for the upcoming months. And so that's that's pretty much what we're focused on on UMI. Let me go ahead and turn it over to Waz. Uh, we can go ahead and get started with our conversation. So Waz, if I, I think most of the folks have heard you before, um, but you want to give a quick introduction for anyone that might not have uh, met you before? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Waz. That's what people call me around here. Um, I'm the CEO and co-founder of the OHO Network. I also worked on the, the UMI blockchain for quite some time on the Oracle side. Um, and now my team uh, works with UMI it, uh, on sort of the, the pricing side of things. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got a sort of a history in fintech and uh, sort of centralized technology. And so my focus now is really uh, trying to bridge the gap between uh, like Web 2 and Web 3 using cryptographic truth for, uh, you know, this, this sort of Web uh, like like 2.5 um, trust minimalism. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's who I am. That's what I'm working on. I'm pretty sure everybody knows me. I've been around the block a little bit, Brandon. I'm just glad you didn't say you know who I am because I felt <laughs> like that was coming. But um, I could have. So for the folks that don't know, it'd be great to kind of hear like the origin story of Oho. Like, you know, for us, I know that it mainly started because we were trying to you know, get banned to work with us on UMI, and mm -hmm. it was kind of a nightmare. Um, I know you got to be a little bit more diplomatic about it, but uh, I don't, so I can say those things. But uh, yeah, what what was kind of the catalyst uh, for you to start this? Because, you know, it, it's a big pain point in Cosmos. Everyone talks about it. Like, when Chainlink? When Chainlink? And Chainlink's like, oh, nine months later. Mm -hmm. um, why why do you want to take on this mantle and what really what was what was the catalyst for this yeah so um the the existing oracle technology that's kind of dominated the market for the last few years um and sort of powered this defi summer event that happened um it's it's kind of built for the last generation of blockchain technology um we're moving into this this proof of stake world we have um you know sort of uh, more trust minimized bridges like ibc that are working very, very effectively. Um, we have, uh, we can support a large amount of transactions and very small blocks, um, and we have much faster block time. And so a lot, a lot of those kind of come together and make uh, the, the technology that Chainlink and Band have built out uh, not so effective because anybody can launch a token, um, anybody can launch a DeFi protocol a lot more easily because of these sort of scaling L1s that are becoming more and more popular. So. Um, we kind of looked at that when we were building out the, the leverage protocol on UMI, 
Um, originally, I tried to do uh, to use Chainlink adapters for Oracle price feeds uh, to do sort of a band implementation. I spent a few months kind of just messing around, and um, we sort of realized that if we wanted to build this incredibly low latency leverage protocol, we also needed an incredibly low latency Oracle with uh, as much as 100% uptime as possible. Um, so, you know, existing solutions had problems like uh, 30 minute price delays sometimes. Um, and we really couldn't trust the Oracle architecture that was there uh, to support this new product that we were building out very early on in the UMI days. So, um, you know, th this Oracle was kind of born. We took a lot of inspiration from the folks at Terra who built this awesome Oracle for uh, the, you know, the, the very sad UST collapse that occurred. But um, I mean, that was probably the best example of the Oracle working in the real world, right? Uh, UST wouldn't have uh, collapsed as effectively as it did if not for that low latency Oracle. So um, we built this uh, sort of data consensus layer onto UMI. And um, as we started to bring up the, the UMI chain and go to our V3 upgrade that we did to Cosmoverse, um, we sort of figured out that all these other chains were having the same problem. I would talk to a bunch of different folks across the Cosmos community, and they were essentially building these uh, very small versions of what they had promised their community because of a lack of oracles, right? When you're building out like the uh, like Comdex, for instance, uh, they're not able to get effective pricing information for synthetic assets or uh, stable coins became very huge and a great example of that. It's like USK and Silk from Secret. Um, they need uh, dependable oracles to build these collateralized uh, stable coins and have like 60, 100 different assets that are in these pools, but they tend to be limited to like five or six that they can do. So um, OHO really is, answers the problem of sort of that next generation of oracle technology that uh, not just the Cosmos needs, but sort of the rest of the ecosystem outside of Cosmos. I know that was pretty uh, long-winded, Brandon, but uh, that, that's kind of the, the problem we're trying to solve. No, I'm just glad you didn't go on for longer, Was I'm, I'm used to longer, <laughs> but uh, no, no, that's that's awesome, man. Um, really, when I, when I think about what you guys are building and I think about like your predecessors, you're 100% right. Like, when you talk about, and I just saw, I saw Tendermint Timmy join, and I know he's a Link Marine, and he's going to have to eat crow right now because I'm going to diss Chainlink. But when you think about what Chainlink was to, well, let me say this. A lot of people keep talking about Cosmos season, DeFi summer. I think what they're missing, they're missing a big point in that I don't think the next DeFi summer will be a DeFi summer. I think it's going to be an LSDFi summer meaning liquid staking derivatives. You, you've seen sort of what you what you talked about, the push towards proof of stake. Obviously, proof of stake involves some sort of level of inflation. And so you're going to see liquid staking derivatives popping up for most proof of stake assets. And so that's going to set the stage for really that LSDFi summer. And so what Chainlink did to enable DeFi summer, OHO is going to enable LSDFi summer. It's going to be an explosion of liquid staking derivatives, not just for Cosmos, but also supporting them across all ecosystems like like Ethereum. Um, we're we're you know behind the scenes, obviously working on pricing out all of the different derivatives for Ethereum right now, whether it's Rocket Pool, Coinbase, Fraxeth, and you're going to be able to support all of them on UMI um, as lending, and that's that's really where OHO is kind of like the secret weapon of UMI, in that you know you look. Look at Mars. You look at um, some of the other lending protocols in the ecosystem, and they're not—they don't have the amount of assets that we do. Like ST Osmo, one of our most successful assets, isn't even available on Mars, and Mars is built on that platform of Osmo, right? So, without OHO, that wouldn't be possible. So, can you kind of go into um, sort of the process of? like how a new price feed is built, because it just feels like you guys are just so much quicker and able to adapt to the ecosystem, whereas a lot of other folks feel like they're kind of stuck in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we have a very ground up approach to new new price feeds. Um, we see that uh, the most use in Cosmos comes from not these like centralized exchanges with super easy to use price feeds, but we actually have 
a ton of different DEXs that are coming up. Um, obviously, Osmosis is the biggest one with the highest volume. There's also um, Crescent that we're starting to index data for. Um, Shade Swap is another thing that we're going to be using. And uh, we, we essentially have built out this, this price feeder tool that's super easy to integrate with. And we've also built out these custom indexers for each uh, DEX that's launching within the Cosmos. So because we're building those sort of uh, like fundamental tools, they're incredibly configurable to where if someone launches a new token with an incredible amount of liquidity on Crescent or a bunch of it on Osmosis, but no other price fees, we're able to support that. Uh, and not just the pricing information alone, um, because of our historical uh, that you guys have sort of heard us talk about, and uh, it's something that we built especially for UMI, um, we're able to provide context around these low market cap assets that become launched in Cosmos. So uh, sort of the, these custom indexers, these sort of ground up uh, tools that we're building, plus this uh, smart Oracle solution that allows protocols to make better decisions, um, the, these new protocols can use these price feeds in much more advanced ways than just sort of the basic chain link and uh, band integration. They can actually safely support a lot of assets that would otherwise be uh, subject to market manipulation like the Mango Markets hack. So we, that, that's sort of our, our secret sauce, right? Um, we're, we're able to be pretty nimble because we're a smaller team. Uh, we're very ingrained in Cosmos. And um, you know, when, when these liquid staking derivatives launch, we're able to uh, you know, add a new price feed almost uh, within the, the hour of the pool uh, existing on Osmosis, Crescent, or one of these other providers, which is super exciting. So, and I'm, I'm really amped to sort of bring that tech to the rest of the Cosmos. No, 100%. And I think, I think there's so many chains that can benefit from this. I mean, you think about, obviously, the use case of a lending and borrowing protocol. Um, there's, you know, obviously, protocols like Shade, like you already mentioned, that we're integrating with. Protocols like, even like Mars. Like, if I were Mars, I would use Oho. Um, and I know that, like, technically, Umi and Mars are somewhat competitors, even though we have different focuses. But, like, you know, they could benefit greatly. They could increase their TVL quite a bit um, because the way it stands right now, they still have these vulnerabilities of a low liquidity pool being manipulated, especially like that's actually why you don't see a lot of ST Atom deposits on Mars. Um, if you look at some of their governance proposals, they even mention this. Like if you go back to the proposal to add... Um, ST Atom as collateral on Mars, they they mentioned in the proposal, like, we don't have an effective means of mitigating Oracle risk. And that's exactly what Historical does. And it's been, like you mentioned, a, a secret weapon for us. So I think a lot of protocols, Archway definitely can benefit from this, just having a generalized Oracle for all of their needs. Um, things like, things like, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if I want to give this away, but you know, doing something like a, a GMX style DEX that's based on oracles is impossible with Chainlink currently. Um, you can have, I, I know they have like the, the, the low latency solution that they've been working on. And I'm, I'm not sure if the, it's in beta yet, but as is, um, like you mentioned, a Chainlink Oracle can be 30 minutes late, you know, sometimes hours late, and you can't build an Oracle based DEX around that. And so when you talk about Cosmos being a low liquidity ecosystem, you really do want something like an Oracle-based DEX. And you know that there's quite a few projects that are building this. Um, there's some there's some uh, Celestia rollups that are building this. There are some chains um, that are all actively building this too. And so those are all potential customers for OHO. And they can't rely on you know these other different um, Oracle systems. So Definitely. Uh, could you kind of go into that, Waz, about like the low latency aspect of it, how it compares to other oracles and sort of features like that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So our, our oracle comparatively is is uh, pretty damn fast. Um, uh, we've talked about Chainlink. They've got sometimes like a 30-minute delay on price feeds um, because there's sort of this, uh, this pull mechanism where uh, customers uh, pay a certain amount or sort of as like a um, a bounty on pricing information. And then nodes aren't required necessarily to respond to that. They're incentivized, right? 
the the difference with uh, how OHO is structured is validators are required to provide data on um, the the price feeds uh, almost uh, as often as possible, right? Uh, there's a there's a miscounter mechanism which makes uh, makes it so that validators that are unable to report uh, necessary price feeds become jailed after a certain amount of time. Over time, obviously, uh, we're going to get stricter and stricter with this as our validator set gets more uh, more used to the the environment of of submitting these prices more consistently. Um, but it it really is a big deal because when you look at Chainlink, you have maybe uh, 30 independent nodes which are typically whitelisted by uh, Chainlink's uh, you know, uh, actual company, and they're sort of able to respond at their leisure with this information. And sometimes they don't really have cross-checks, right? Uh, it's sort of this uh, op opaque system that you kind of depend on. Uh, with OHO, we're, we're built as a blockchain. These other oracles don't typically do that. We're built as a blockchain. Um, we're going to become fully decentralized once we have our full mainnet launch. Um, and validators will be systematically required to provide pricing at an incredibly high speed. So we've actually recently gone from uh, 30 seconds down to 18 seconds, um, and we're looking at increasing block times as well. So because of Tendermint, we can make this uh, very visible Oracle system, which is uh, quite punishing to validators. So um, you know, only, only the strong stomach validators tend to join the OHO network. But uh, but yeah, that's I mean that's sort of our competitive advantage, right? Um, we're able to provide prices at a much faster speed and in a much more reliable way because we're built as a blockchain. Yeah, two things there, like the validator set obviously is is huge. Um, I think that a lot of folks don't understand the value prop of OHO um, if they're not actively running a validator um, because this really will free up a lot of resources for validators. Like right now. Um, most folks are running either a fork of Umi's Oracle like that you guys built, or it's like a fork of the Terra original Oracle, or it's like some sort of like Frankenstein's monster of the two. And so everybody that's running that, the validators do have to pay extra fees. Like you're running a sidecar process um, for the price feeder itself, which adds to you know the overall processing needs of the validators of the validators nodes. And so that can that can drive costs by having all of this kind of centralized in one chain in a decentralized manner at the end of the day. Um, it, it just saves that cost so that chains can focus on what they're building um, and OHO can focus on being the best Oracle. This is going to free up chains like Kujira, for example, if they can use Oracle through smart contracts rather than having to run it themselves. They're going to have all of the functionality that they have, but with a cheaper cost of validators less um, less selling pressure from validators as well because they don't have to have as expensive a machine. So there's a lot of cool cool processes around that. And then uh, on the on the on the actual block time, I guess my question to you is what is your what is your limitations uh, for speed? Like what is at, at, at your fastest, what what is your what is your fastest time? Are you limited by the other chains sort of block speed? Um, what, what are the limitations there? Yeah, so um, we're planning on migrating over to uh, ABCI++, which will allow us to provide pricing information um, almost as close to instantaneous as you can get in uh, in blockchains, right? So validators would be able to vote and uh, submit prices on the same block. So that means that uh, we would have a, a one block time speed on the OHO chain. So that's about six seconds or five or six seconds depending on uh, how localized we are. Um, on the receiving chain, it's also another submission block there. So it really is, um, you know, the, the price exists on OHO, and then whenever the next block is on the receiving chain, it gets submitted as well. So if OHO is running at five seconds and the receiving chain is running at two, you get a, a seven second price latency, which in the in the blockchain world is is pretty uh, pretty fantastic. It's, it's pretty, um, pretty competitive. Uh, I, I would say, and to, and to add to your point about these sort of uh, validators that are running forks on other chains, um, we we do see a lot of that, right? We have this price feeder tool that we built out. Um, teams like Kujira have uh, forked it and sort of brought it over for their own use. And to their credit, they've given us credit for it. Um, they've been very positive about it. 
but we do see some uh, sort of decay in the, the standards of data for all these other protocols. So what we want to do is really um, only make validators run this, this price feeder sidecar process once. And once we bake it into the actual protocol itself, it'll be eliminated altogether. So um, it, it, because we're building out this reward system for validators that will be relaying data onto other chains, it would actually be uh, much more profitable for validators to relay this information over to client chains uh, than for them to run multiple price feeders on every instance. Uh, we're even seeing forks over at uh, Say Network is, is copied over our price feeder and might use that as their Oracle solution. So if, if you're a validator out there and you you run on one of these chains, you know, that, I mean, don't be nasty about it. Obviously, you know, we like Kujira. We work with a lot of these guys. Um, but I, I really would like to help you guys sort of drive down cost and make uh, make the whole whole Oracle process of Cosmos a lot more economically viable for everybody. That's kind of it's another one of our goals is to make uh, the lives of validators in general a lot easier. Well, yeah, and also like just economies of scale, right? Like if everyone's kind of running their own Oracle, they're all also just eating that cost. But if we can sort of use one location for this, all of that activity can kind of drive um, value to that. And there's also opportunities for sort of economic alliances there too, right? Like mesh security, alliance module, all of these different things. Like there's ways to bond OHO's value to the value of its of its consumer chains and vice versa. So there's a lot of really cool um, sort of economic alliances that can come from that. And I'm curious, so you guys are definitely the most Cosmos forward Oracle. Um, there's There's really no competition for that, like, that's not shilling. That's just, that's facts. Like no one's pulling data like you guys are from Cosmos DEXs and no one is sort of supporting the assets that Cosmos is putting out there, especially with like stride assets and things like that. And so I think you guys are just pioneering this ecosystem in a way that needs to be done. I'm curious, what, can you, can you give us some of the uh, sources of price information that you guys are doing? And you're also working a lot behind the scenes very quickly, might I add, to add more and more sources. So can you can you give us an idea of where you actually pull that data from? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've got a, a whole bunch of providers and what's cool about it being a, an open source project is people are adding more and more. Um, so, I mean, we get information from Binance, BitGet, Coinbase, Crescent, uh, Crypto.com, Gate, Quibi, Kraken, MEXC, OKX, uh, Osmosis. We're going to be getting information from ShadeSwap. They're actually working with our team to uh, build out an API for our, our price feeders specifically, which is really exciting. Um, we're going to be getting uh, data from uh, pretty much all of these all these uh, new DEXs that are coming up very soon. Um, so we're really all over the place, right? What's awesome about OHO is we support uh, pricing information for those large tokens like Bitcoin, wrapped Bitcoin, ETH. Um, and we're also even starting to support into sort of the Ethereum space, right? So we're building out a Uniswap indexer right now to pull pricing uh, from that side of the ecosystem. And uh, I mean, I, I'm sure you can imagine sort of where that leads, right? Liquid staking derivative Ethereum in places like UMI. So bringing over, uh, we, we can all be a part of this sort of bridging uh, from the Ethereum space into the Cosmos and bringing a lot of liquidity over from there as well, which uh, in my mind is one of the most exciting things about uh, how Cosmos works, right? Because we're so interoperable, we can bring over those assets through things like uh, Alexar and um, and uh, we can build whole new uh, liquidity pools for these assets. And it's, it's very low latency, which is super exciting. So the trading happens at a, at a very fast rate. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're all over, man. We got, we got prices for, for everything. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to put some respect on Axelar's name. I know you did that on purpose <laughs> again. <but laughs> I can't yeah. get applause to not call them Alexar even in meetings with them, and it's the most disrespectful thing in the world. Well, I think it's funny. I, didn't one of their team members call it Alexar? Yeah, because you, you confused the Axelar team on what their own team is called. You said it so much that they started saying Alexar. Yeah, it's, and I, I love them. Waz's <laughs> job is primarily to make my life difficult and, and make partnerships hard. 
but <laughs> yeah but, uh, I'm sorry, man. no no you, you're doing great at both of your jobs i guess but <laughs> no it, it's really awesome what you guys are doing like getting data from all of these different cosmos sources is, is phenomenal because what you see at least in in sort of my mental model of cosmos is you have this sort of um you have sort of nation states forming. I know everyone in Cosmos loves like the political examples, but if you if you had these, if you had to use that, you have like all these independent autonomous chains, right? And there's there's sort of two categories forming. There's the chain built to serve other chains, and there's the chain serve the chain built that kind of serves as its own ecosystem. And I think Kujira is a wonderful example of like a chain that serves as an ecosystem. Um, I guess like Archway is probably a great example of an upcoming one that's going to serve as an ecosystem. Um, they're really just, they're, they're dedicated on building out all of these different functionalities. I guess you call them like sector specific uh, chains rather than app chains. And then you have the sort of hardcore app chains that are like UMI, for example. UMI is just lending. Um, Osmosis to an extent is this still, even though they're incorporating other aspects, but they're all kind of focused on the deck experience. But you these app chains kind of serve as these sort of like these these global traders where all of the individual sector specific chains if they need like a pass through organization or anything like that these app chains can kind of for, for, form that basis and this has kind of been the crux of umi's strategy is that we're looking to build chains that serve serve purposes for other chains it's sort of like a, a picks and shovels play but with cross chain communication Oho is a huge part of that. You're going to build oracles that serve all of these different things. But I love that you guys are getting into EVM. Um, and I guess my question to you is, you have the Cosmosm implementation. Are you, are, is EVM up next? Are we going to be able to see you on Evmos, on all of our favorite Cosmos EVM chains, Kanto, whatever it may be? Um, and from there, are we going to see you on Mainnet, Ethereum, Arbitrum, all of these other EVM chains? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the deployment strategy for OHO is very wide, but what we want to do first is really establish this this uh, foothold in the Cosmos ecosystem, because we're a Cosmos first chain, right? Uh, we want to be the bridge for uh, Atom, Osmosis, liquid staking derivatives into these other ecosystems. So first, what you're going to see is a lot of Cosmosm deployments for uh, OHO price fees onto other chains. And then uh, the next step is EVM in Cosmos. So, I mean, the answer is yes. We've tested out this uh, EVM version of our Cosmosm contracts. Um, we've been on a couple test nets um, and sort of sort of silently moving and, and testing that side of it as well. Um, so Im immediately we, we wanna be the, the sort of de facto and best Oracle within the Cosmos because that's what we believe we are. Um, but uh, long term, we'll, we definitely are planning on deploying to these other uh, sort of Ethereum specific chains and also, uh, you know, Aptos and Sui and all these uh, Tendermint focused chains as well. So we, we really want to leverage uh, not just our IBC compatibility, but also our intelligence with smart contracts because our team has been uh, has been building out smart contracts for a while. And um, we really want to support the sort of uh, L1 or L2 projects on top of these L1s because uh, we see a lot of teams that can be like two or three guys and they build these awesome uh, projects just sort of out of nowhere and build this community on top of other chains. I mean, um, you know, Terra was an insane example of that. And you get projects like Mars, which came out um, to be sort of the, the big lending in the Cosmos ecosystem before the Terra collapse. And we really want to um, sort of, uh, take these different ecosystems and help them thrive, right? We don't really want to build a cause or an OHO specific community. What we want to do is empower developers in each of these different ecosystems within the cosmos to build uh, new products with our Oracle technology. And, and that's a part of why it's, it's going to be free for a little while. So um, the, the short answer is yes, we're planning on expanding out into the world of uh, Ethereum for sure. No, that's great, and um, yeah, don't ever mention Mars on this uh, on this Twitter space again. <laughs> you heretic! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you talk about them all the time. What are you What are you talking about? You send me all those. Yeah, memes. we make memes. 
Yeah, we make memes of their token price. That's not the same oh, as talking about. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I have, I, I have to be agnostic. You, you yeah, you. Why don't you be a little bit more agnostic, please? Yeah, but um, my bad. no, I think I think what you guys are building is awesome. Like and and like you mentioned, it's something that everyone can benefit from. Competitors can benefit from it. Um, you know, having like a dedicated price source is is just so important, especially for a lot of these things. So. That's something that we're really excited about, and um, I just think you guys are going to kill it, man. Um, we're getting towards the end of this conversation, guys, so if anyone wants to jump on the panel, ask some questions, Tenema Timmy, I know you love Chainlink. If you want to come on here and get roasted, uh, you can if you really want to. But uh, yeah, I would love to have any questions from the audience, um, anybody, anything about Umi, Oho, anything like that, or you can also just uh, type it in. Uh, we also have some audience questions from our Discord, uh, so we can get to those as well. But oh, Waz, Brandon, Waz, Brandon, we haven't talked about Agamotto. Was I was literally about to lead into that. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. All right, go do your thing. Go do your thing. You know, I had a great pun. With, okay, I'm just going to pretend like uh, this never happened. So Waz, uh, <laughs> I can't deal with you right now. Waz. We've talked about sort of the, the strategy of OHO and all that good stuff, but let's talk about uh, what you guys are doing right now. So you have the Agamotto uh, testnet or the Agamoho uh, testnet. Oh, man. I tried. I tried. I, you almost called it NoHo. Don't even talk to me. <laughs> all right. What's going on with this good. Agamotto testnet? Um, why is it less good as the Sauron testnet name, uh, of course. <laughs> And, uh, but, but in all seriousness, what's going on with the Zagamoto testnet? How can people participate? And, uh, what do you guys hope to accomplish with this uh, on the road to mainnet? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, one thing with OHO is we, we really want to be careful with, uh, sort of a, a token generation event, right? We see a lot of, uh, tokens being introduced to Cosmos that don't necessarily need one or have a, um, an economic model in place to, to support it at launch. And what we want to do is uh, when we do launch a token and we launch our, our big mainnet chain, we want to have it with full economics where validators can be paid for relaying prices onto other chains. Um, but at the same time, we have this sort of uh, necessary Oracle technology that we want to start bringing around the ecosystem. Um, and, and we want to sort of stop limiting uh, these other projects that have sort of been waiting for OHO to launch. So. What we're going to be doing is we're, we're launching this Agamotto network. Uh, it's a it's an independent blockchain that won't serve as our mainnet. Um, it's it's pretty centralized. We've got our three uh, in foundation validator nodes that are running it. We will eventually uh, add on external validators. But we're what we're going to start doing is is deploying uh, contracts for uh, Agamotto price feeds onto other mainnet chains. So we're going to see uh, deployments onto Juno very very soon. We're going to see deployments onto like Secret Network and um, a few other Cosmosm chains. We're also going to be on Archway's testnet as well. Um, we're going to be sort of all over the place. And uh, we, we hope that people start to sort of use these Agamotto price feeds. Um, we're going to be releasing uh, over 60 different price feeds for different assets that are not just Cosmos, but also Ethereum price feeds, um, centralized exchange price feeds. So, really, this is the first full scale test of this uh, sort of trustless framework that we built out at OHO. It's, you know, again, it's a, it's a centralized uh, network at first, but we really want to build it out so we can build this uh, truly trustless system that will expand over time. Um, but it, I mean, it's super exciting. People are going to be able to use OHO on these main nets uh, within the next few weeks. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm amped for it. It's uh, the team has been really heads down uh, working, making sure everything's secure. Uh, we've been working with uh, some of these validators that are planning to join Agamotto within uh, probably the next few months as well, and um, we're we're really ready to hit the ground running with this uh, Oracle technology and and sort of lead up to this big mainnet launch once we have everything uh, set in stone. So if you guys want to play around with uh, some of these uh, Cosmosm contracts we're going to be deploying to. Make sure to check out our docs at docs.oho.network. We're going to be posting the uh, contract addresses there. And again, it's it's the super low latency Oracle network that um, you can start using. Um, and maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. 
but uh but yeah brandon that's i mean that's agamotto you know what's going on this is this is for the people <laughs> you know you're driving me insane dude i know i know <laughs> your little <laughs> phrases uh, and then the worst part is no one else gets that you're just being the biggest troll in the world right now <laughs> you're it's just me and you just have me I in know. this weird position I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guys, I, I really mess with Brandon a lot. It's really not okay. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm in your stupid Twitter profile picture. I have to look at your picture and my dumb face. <laughs> look how angry we are. Look how angry we are. <laughs> That's literally probably a picture when the chain halted during our launch day. Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> and definitely... you chose that to commemorate this. <laughs> well, it's like, look, I mean, I just got to be true to who we are as a team. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well at least you don't post the other photos but <laughs> oh yeah yeah no those aren't good yeah you posted that that gif of me dancing and a reply to crescent today so thanks for that that was great you were really excited after we launched cosmos leverage at cosmoverse and i wanted to capture the moment and you I'm did so that glad. you did that dance for the camera you wanted that to be public so <laughs> yeah you know what? That's good. Yeah, Hugo's messaging me right now, asking me to delete all pictures of him. So <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. I got those too. When Taboo launches, no, oh, God. Uh, no. This this is really exciting stuff, Was. I mean, what you guys are doing. I know. I know we're having a lot of fun, and it's, and it's a cool product. But what you guys are doing is really impactful. I mean, what you're what the doors that you're going to open with your product are really going to open open a lot of use cases for low liquidity assets. Um, historical, obviously, is huge. Um, and really, you see the opportunity for something like, even like, uh, let's talk about Cosmos chains like White Whale, for example, Migaloo. Like their assets, their liquidity pools are not of the so, sort of like Ethereum level or, or Avalanche level where there's like, you know, tens of millions of dollars in those pools. But with your tech, you can make that so that it's very similar in terms of parity and functionality. So that's really important. You're going to give the little guy a chance to compete with the big guy, which is, in my personal opinion, what Cosmos is all about. Um, the whole app chain vision is that, hey, anybody can create a chain at any given time. You don't have to be some, you know, you don't have to be an Aptos with $200 million seed round funding. You don't have to be, a, you know, some giant tech company that wants to create a blockchain. Like, Facebook did with Libra. You can be just any Joe Schmo. You can be three dudes who just really love Chihuahuas, and you can start a chain called Wow. That's called Chihuahua, right? Like that's the app. That's the Cosmos thesis, and you guys are just extending that even further. So I definitely commend you guys on that. Um, is there anything you want to get into before we jump into the audience questions, or anything that you want to plug? I mean, I, I just want to encourage people to check out Agamotto. Um, we'll be talking about it in Discord a lot. Uh, the existing testnet Sauron still going on as well. So if you're a validator there, please continue. Um, but yeah, check out our docs. Look at our look at our uh, Twitter for any exciting updates that might be coming out uh, later this week or you know the next few weeks is going to be super exciting for us. So uh, you know, make sure to follow along. And I also do want to emphasize, like, uh, OHO is a is this Cosmos-born chain. Um, we're a team of people that kind of came from outside of the crypto world. And a lot of us, our first foray into crypto was this Cosmos L1 uh, vision. So we're really, uh, we really believe in Cosmos. Uh, we want to work with uh, teams sort of cross-chain, like what we're doing with the, the Shade guys, uh, building up an OHO integration so that we can do price feeds for Silk. Um, and any other tokens that they uh, support on that exchange. So, uh, you know, I really sort of want to extend a hand to the Cosmos. I, I want to work with you guys on uh, building out price feeds for the rest of the ecosystem. Um, we really want to be this sort of Cosmos first chain uh, where anyone can build price feeds and then relay them to uh, any other chain within the Cosmos. So I hope you guys will work with us. And um, I, I'm really excited to start uh, kind of getting this going on and posting pricing information uh, across the cosmos but yeah that, that's my last bit we we have a uh, we have some questions brandon yeah you that, know, and yeah. and you know they're of that typical audience question quality um awesome. i'm gonna start with the first one when when oho token was and when <laughs> uh yeah so we're definitely going to be doing an airdrop 
uh, if you see in Discord, we got like GitHub logs and uh, one of our engineers, Kyle, has been doing an awesome job building out the, our airdrop module. Um, our token distribution is really going to be dependent on uh, usage, right? We, we, we're going to be very strategic about when we do this uh, this airdrop into the ecosystem because we don't want OHO to be just uh, sort of another um, uh, useless economic token, right? We're really going to focus on first uh, making sure pricing information is accurate, reliable, fast, making sure this network um, makes a lot of sense for everybody. And then we're going to be focusing on the the economics. If you read sort of into the white paper, it, it'll tell you sort of how the economics of the OHO token will work, but uh, it's going to require a lot of engineering. So um, it could be, you know, it could be a few months, it could be a year, but it really depends on uh, when our team is able to start working with uh, these chains around Cosmos and start uh, these OHO integrations and, and build new products out of that. So uh, we're kind of just waiting for the best time for uh, for the Cosmos in general, right? What, what's nice about being incubated at UMI is uh, we have that comfort level, right? We're not going to release a token just because we need funding to pay engineers, right? We're, we're in a very comfortable place where we can move at the pace of the ecosystem. And, and we're really focusing on the technology first and then uh, then the economics of it as well. No, awesome stuff. Um, this next question is a uh, heresy, but um, I'll ask it anyways. How are you guys different from Band? Yeah, um, well, we, we support more price feeds. We're Cosmos first, we're faster to integrate, and um, we have, uh, I, I think we're better, you know? <laughs> we, we have uh, price feeds for liquid stake derivatives that Band doesn't have. Um, and I know Timmy's all Timmy's all sad because I'm talking about Band. Um, and I mean, again, Band is a great competitor in the ecosystem. They were the the first Oracle that showed up as a Cosmos chain. Um, but we're really hitting the ground running because we have this team of stellar engineers that that they're not only familiar with this Oracle tech, uh, they invented a, a vast majority of the stuff that we use. So um, being sort of born in the Cosmos and being really ingrained in the ecosystem. Um, that's our advantage, right? You you want to use us because um, one it's one it's easier, and two uh, you can do more with our data. You can create a better suite of applications with uh, the amount of tokens that we support, and also with our historical, which allows you to create these sort of Ethereum-like uh, DeFi applications in a low liquidity Cosmos world. And Cosmos won't always be low liquidity, but we will always be a Cosmos first chain. Beautiful. No, that, that's that's really awesome. And yeah, I mean, band is a band's a funny one because most people don't know this, but it was like kind of like a side project for one of the sushi swap founders, and then he kind of just abandoned the project after a little bit. And then they, like other folks just tried to pick up the mantle. So there's a reason why band kind of acts the way it acts. And um, yeah, I haven't had the greatest experience with it, so that's why. I mean, I, I obviously I'm so bullish on Oho. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be sick. Um, and I mean, another thing is we're gonna be mostly Cosmos owned, right? We might do a forty to fifty percent airdrop of the token. Um, so it's it's really gonna um, it's gonna be community owned, right? Like Cosmos is gonna be able to decide what price feeds it wants. Whereas with like Band and Chainlink, the majority of that stake isn't within this ecosystem. So uh, again, Cosmos first uh, every day. I mean, that airdrop alone sets you guys apart. I mean, definitely being community-owned is important. So, guys, don't be a band geek. Go with OHO, all right? That's a good one. That's a good one. He worked yeah, on that. You know what? I keep <laughs> shouting them out. You know, you tell me when they're good, you tell me when they're bad, and then I'll never say them again. But <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that's a good one. I like it. Okay, the last one, um, I guess, was, which is pretty serious. Um what do you see what do you see your strategies being once say a um once a chain link actually does get into the um ecosystem like they've given us like sort of a nine month timeline i assume the arrival of native usdc is going to be you know a pressure point if liquidity increases they'll have more pressure to jump in the ecosystem so how do you guys plan around that like you know Obviously, you have the biggest lending protocol in Cosmos with Umi um, already using you guys. But how do you kind of 
keep that momentum going as Chainlink prepares to enter the ecosystem, and maybe maybe some other ones as well. I know there's a couple other oracles that are considering Cosmos, Pith um, being one of them uh, from Delphi, and uh, Ori Chain I think is another one. Um, how do you guys? How do you see that competition forming? Yeah, um, uh, I think that uh, again, I think Pith and um, Chainlink are really good. Um, they're, they're good products, right? But I don't think they're uh, necessarily viable for for the Cosmos ecosystem in its current state. With with Chainlink, I know they're working on speed, um, but really that's going to take sort of a ground up restructuring for how these Chainlink nodes uh, operate in order to support these super fast uh, Tendermint proof of stake chains. Um, I mean, eventually it will happen, right? Uh, Chainlink will start to buy into the, the Cosmos ecosystem as it grows, um, but I think the difference between us and Pith and Chainlink is uh, we're already fully built for Cosmos. Like uh, we don't have to build an engine in reverse in order to adapt to this ecosystem. Uh, we're here already, right? Uh, we're built for these chains and and kind of by these chains since we were born at uh, at Umi. So I think uh, there's a technical competitive advantage to us having faster price speeds to us being. Uh, fully IBC compatible. We'll have IBC queries out as well, uh, probably later this year. Um, and so, I mean, we're we're a lot easier to integrate with. Um, and also, again, we're going to be this, this Cosmos-owned chain with with custom integrations and price feeds for uh, unique Cosmos assets. When you when you look at uh, adding price feeds onto Chainlink, you pay a premium for uh, relaying new price feeds or indexing any more information than they already have. I mean, I think one time they even reached out to us to ask if we still needed our our uh, feed for Adam because they were considering shutting it off, right? So um, I think we have sort of this advantage in that we're smaller, uh, we're mo much more nimble. Our technology is a lot more modular, right? We can build out new price feeds very, very quickly um, for new assets to come up and become important in Cosmos. And also um, because we're we have less people in the actual team, uh, engineers are able to sort of take hold and uh, and be be proud of the technology they're building. And I think uh, because of the app chain thesis, um, we can just be sort of focused in this world of Cosmos right now. So I, I think we beat them not just on speed, but also on focusing on this community um, and also cost. We're gonna we're gonna beat them on cost too. We're we'll be much cheaper. So uh, yeah, that's that's kind of our approach. We got a lot of them. Badass man. You, I mean, going based on cost, I mean, competing based on price and competing based on speed, I think, is where you really do a lot of damage against uh, like an incumbent like Chainlink. Um, obviously, you want to play to your play to your strengths, but you also want to play to your competitor's weakness. And I think you guys are doing a great job of sort of strategizing around that. Um, well, that's that's kind of the end of our audience questions. Um, Waz, do you have any final words for the folks watching? Yeah, I mean, uh, check out Oho, uh, you know, follow me. All I do is tweet about and think about price feeds and oracles. Um, follow the Oho network Twitter as well for updates. Um, we're going to be pushing out some mainnet contracts very soon, which I'm I'm absolutely amped for. It's all I've been thinking about for like the last six months is, uh, is bringing Oho sort of to the masses. So if you want to be involved, join our Discord, um, you know, talk to us. Uh, we're also going to be having hackathons, so get ready for those to start up. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we just want you guys to engage, right? O Oho is is this, uh, it's an open source project with, with data feeds from across the cosmos. So if you're a validator, uh, you know, open up the conversation with um, with your project that might be using a fork of our price feeder and say, you know, why don't you partner with Oho and, and make our jobs easier? If you guys are developers um, and you work in a specific ecosystem, uh, message me on Twitter. Let's talk about setting up a price feed for that new asset that should be launching on your protocol within the next six months. Um, we really want to work with you guys. We're, we're this sort of Cosmos first, Cosmos owned Oracle, and it's not going to work unless everybody participates and, and we work together. So let's, uh, let's build this tech for, for tomorrow today. That was a good. Did you like that one? You like that tagline, Brandon? That was awesome. Uh, I, I'm cool. gonna be nice. That that was awesome. <laughs> Waz. 
Well, there you have it, folks. The CEO ho himself, Mr. Wozniak. Uh, definitely excited to see what you guys do with with your Agamotto testnet, but also your mainnet launch. So, obviously, some uh, something that's really moving the needle forward in, in Cosmos and especially in Cosmos, but for the entire Web three experience as well. I think you guys are going to do a lot of damage, and I think um, I think it's something that should be on everyone's radar. So, if you're interested, like Woz mentioned, follow him, follow Ho. Um, you can also follow Umi and all of its products as well. Um, we're all you know, very closely integrated. And uh, if you want to meet us in person, Waz and I will actually be at the Awesome Wasm conference in Berlin, uh, Confio's Cosm Wasm uh, conference in July. And we'll probably be at OsmoCon um, that following week as well in Paris. Uh, so catch us there. Um, would love to meet up with anybody in the community in person. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys around. I'll see you next week uh, for another exciting episode of uh, Into the Umiverse. Take care, everybody. Right on. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Into the Umiverse with Ojo Network. Oh, wait, what? Oho? Are you sure? I, I didn't listen to it. Okay. Oho Network. Recorded on Thursday, June 1st, 2023. I'm just kidding, I listened to it. You even got some clips for the clip show on Sunday. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And did you know, you can find all the Yumi Spaces, that's right, over at YumiSpaces.com. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. When the world starts to get really bad, and these mugs out here robbing, you gonna love digital currency. All these motherfuckers, they be running and gunning, and I'm all like, I'm sitting back just having fun in the sun, and then I'm like one out of a hundred, I'm just building up on it. So some of everything we built are in the last hundred upsets, you're getting salty, feeling faulty, you ain't no man. I keep robo here, grinning ear to ear, throwing up anarchy, smoking toilet trees, spitting philosophies. Look at the dossier, we rack like geography, there's layers to this shit, like it's sedimentary, all these little onion peels getting torn off. And buried, imagine the smell That shit is a vital experience Without knowing how you will not survive, period uh, <laughs> He's a fucking trip, man Jimmy, if you Jimmy, if you listen to this, right You're getting absolutely fucking ripped to death Like on a spaceship alive You little troglodyte bastard I hope you fucking listen I hope you come to my house, son I swear to God, man I've got fucking loads of weapons And my dogs, man you just a little laugh, man. Go on. Fuck off, man. Do one. Fuck off. Harmony. Me the one. Do you looking for a fucking job? You fucking idiot. You've just been fucking up with this. Fuck off. Try to change the course of the portion philosophy. I'm just here for the corporation sponsor. But bottom me feels like I won the lottery. Like I'm ghosting this pottery. Chill, Demi. Boy, the shit's supposed to be haunting. If it wasn't, ain't no puzzle. You would try to train your muscle. Air dropping like a fatal hustle. But the pay is buzzing. Think of all the loss crew just to pick up on the tricky custom. I figured all those sub downs would make up for something. I guess it just goes to show the fuck do I know. At least it's quiet over here. I like my little silo. It's better than watching them fight over how to divide my time between. Sitting at the desk and the ride home Devs at Mickey D's, they leeching off that Wi-Fi Zapdos and Moldy shipping more than five guys Console open, waiting for the kamikaze When the flash phone bang, they feeling like paparazzi Snapshot motherfuckers We got layers, meteor, a jawbreaker We cracking a lot of craters We wrapping a lot of pay dirt Maxing out relators Imagine the smell Five dollar wrench to your Darth Vader It's, it's really funny uh, to us at Binance That everyone here is talking about uh, blockchain attack. We know who all the validators we are. Know we know where, where they live. And we're, and we're going to their house. And we're going to a range. To their big range. And we will attack them with the range. And then we will take their validator home physically and put it in a truck and drive it to China. Right, so this is an extension of the, the activities you performed on, on BTC, right? Uh, funding and creating these massive uh, Bitcoin mines, putting them in caves, putting them in, in uh, factories that were abandoned in the past, and also using electromagnetic pulse bombs to detonate uh, the USA and the other country mines, right? So you're now applying this strategy to, to Lunk uh, in order to take over the chain, is that correct? Uh, it's more simple. There's no uh, EMP bomb. It's just a van of men in uh, Balaclava, and they have wrench, and they're taking the physical validators from people's houses. 
they are usually very fat and uh, usually uh, in the shower we're you know we're trying to wash uh, the mice uh, droppings off their uh, clothes so it's very simple we just walk in and we take it but if there is someone who is sitting at the computer or sleeping at the computer we uh, we hit them with the wrench really really hard and then they say stop don't do that again and we say that's okay just give us your validator note and then they give it to us and we drive it to china Spaces.